Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. It's, it's tough when you're in the middle of the dark ages to think about the renaissance, but it's coming, baby. Yeah, just when the pendulum swings as far to the left as you possibly can, you know it's going to be swinging the right way. So today we're talking about neuropathy and joint pain, and this is huge. We're going to do like a synopsis of about three different health talks. Because when you understand how your body is working, you know how to regenerate the joints. And this is just everything. If you understand this, you're talking joint pain-free for life. On the censored portion, and I don't know if we're going to get to the censored portion on this radio show, but we're going to have that tonight. It's on how to take our world back. And this is if you're comfortable with the – well, I'm, I'm located in Southern California – and we have Emperor Newsom, who should be run out, run out of town on a rail, tarred and feathered, um, but he is now in, instituting new mask restrictions. And he's not paying attention to the states that haven't masked, that have uh, no excess deaths or increase. So, you know, if you're happy with that, um, don't listen to it. If you are not happy with it and you think that perhaps there's not a real basis in science, that's what the censored portion is. And that's going to be on the Dr. B VIP. That's drbvip.com site. And all those that are supporting us in that, I really appreciate it. And uh, also go to Extreme Health Academy. This is where like-minded people get together and you will find solutions. And there's doctors from all around the world that are speaking there as well. Extreme Health Academy is like one of the the coolest non-censored sources of information. <clears throat> so we're going to talk about peripheral neuropathy. Peripheral means away from the center. Neuro means nerve. Pathy means problem. So we're going to go over a couple of terms so that you can get familiar with it. Because one of the reasons that um, the medical world keeps uh, d- d- these old Latin terms is to keep the public confused. Honest to God, I think that's what it is because doctors will not change. And you'll see anytime I'm explaining something to anyone, I'll use the technical doctor term, then I'll translate in English. So if I'll say peripheral neuropathy, I'll say it's a pinched nerve. And and then people will understand one or both of those. But we have to look at, at soma and viscera. Somatic is the body, and you could have peripheral nerve, nervous system issues in the body. You're looking at electrical burning, sharp shooting, um, weakness of strength, changes in proprioception. Those are all different um, for the body. But the viscera can also have peripheral neuropathies, um, like, like heart, sexual organs, kidneys, lungs, stomach. So those neuropathies can be everywhere. Now, nerve, neuro means nerve, pathy means suffering, uh, ology, okay, that's going to be um, a study of, osis means condition of, itis means inflammation, toxin is poison, so neurotoxin is nerve poison, neurology is study of nerves, path neuropathy is a nerve problem, and neuritis is nerve inflammation. So don't ask why they don't just say it in English. Okay, that would be too much common sense and makes, um, you know, people would understand. It's it's like they're in the Catholic Church, the Franciscans 
were a group that were actually encouraging people to read the Bible, um, which some of the other Christian sects weren't, <laughs> because you might develop your own interpretation, and you might want to have a discussion with someone. Now, all of this stuff, um, all the, the nerve issues has to do, let's look at the automatic nervous system. And this is located in the neck, pelvis, and thoracic area. Now, it's in two parts. One part keeps you alive under stress, and that's a sympathetic or fight or flight. Now, under a sympathetic dominant state, heart rate's going to go up, cholesterol's going to go up, blood sugar's going to go up. And these are not bad things. This is an adaptation to a stressful environment. When you're under parasympathetic, rest, digest, and repair, your body is going to start resting and regeneration and breaking down and building up tissue. It's amazing. Blood supply to the gut, all the repair mechanisms. Now, um, some of the most common causes. Now, peripheral neuropathy, there's um, damage or disease affecting the nerves. And this could affect sensation, movement, gland, organ function, everything. Now, the most common causes, you're looking at diabetes. Why? Because the blood's poisonous and the body can't, it can't function like that. Um, leprosy, of course, that, that Hansen's disease. Vitamin deficiency, super, super common. Medication, super common. Um, traumatic injury, uh, excessive alcohol consumption, immune system diseases, and infections. So what's, what's interesting, when people with have peripheral neuropathy, they're typically just given a gabapentin and not, or medication, and not looked for the cause. Because there is um, no medical doctors, okay, that are looking for a mechanical distortion or that type of causative factor. Now, um, you can identify whether the damage to that nerve is close to the spine or away from the spine. I know it's going to sound weird, but they're called proximal and distal lesions. Proximal means close to the spine. Distal means away. So when you're looking at, say, a nerve plexus, and the nerve plexus, and this is just a group of nerves that join together um, that come off the spine. The ones that supply the arm and shoulder are called the brachial plexus. The ones that supply the legs are called the lumbar plexus. And if you have an area of skin, now just, just picture this. Then the index finger and the thumb, if it comes, the pain comes off of the neck and goes to just the index finger and the thumb, then that is the sixth cranial nerve. If you have the back of your hand over that area, that's going to be more the, the medium nerve, okay? And or uh, it's going to be a junction of the fifth, sixth, um, and, and seventh nerve. If you have the little pinky and finger only involved, that's going to be the eighth cervical nerve. If you have the whole back of the hand, that could be an elbow injury, it could be the ulnar nerve, it could be something else. So depending on the where, the numbness, tingling, burning, electrical shooting, where all those symptoms are, it's going to indicate a different site of the lesion, site of the problem. And, and that's, that's huge when you're looking at this. Um, because when you look at, like, say, dermatome, a dermatome is an area of skin supplied by a specific nerve root. And, and you'll see this. There's the sixth cranial nerve, seventh, eighth. These all do the hand. I was just talking to uh, 
a neighbor who has a boat close to mine, and she had massive radiating pain to her thumb and finger and burning pain. And her doctor took an x-ray, and her doctor said she had peripheral neuropathy, and her doctor suggested drugs and a shot in her neck. And I said, you have a stupid doctor. And, and she looked at me like, huh? Um, because you've got to look at this, that the body is intelligent and gives symptoms for a reason. So looking at the location of the symptom is huge. So a peripheral neuropathy, the mechanical portion of it, this is from trauma. So what you have to do to correct it, okay, now this is hugely important and very, very complicated. If you have a mechanical distortion of the body, this is called from a trauma. This is how you fix it. Guess what you do? You fix it. You unpinch the nerve. You correct the problem. You restore the normal biomechanics. And you might say, it can't be that easy. Well, kind of it is that easy. Because when you're identifying that there's a problem, okay, and this is the key. One of the ways that we'll identify a problem is by getting a stress x-ray. And this could be a stress x-ray if you've had post-surgery, if you're just normal. You're going to be standing up straight, weight-bearing, and you're going to bend off to one side and bend off to the other side. And that bending will show if the discs are functioning correctly or incorrectly. And, and if they are functioning correctly, beautiful. If they're not, that's part of the problem. And you're going to see a lot of abnormal biomechanics, particularly after surgeries, because surgery doesn't really correct the problem. Um, surgery will fuse, um, stabilize. Their, their surgery do, does certain um, aggressive things, um, but it's not going to restore normal biomechanics. Surgeries don't do that unless there's been you know, a fracture or something else that the bone needs. Now, also, you've got to look at blood health. Um, now, I'm going to have a couple of samples here. Now, red blood cells, when they're floating around, they should be separate, they should be distinct, they should be, you know, beautiful, nice. Under stress, and this is physical, chemical, or emotional stress, they start to clump together, okay, because the body is not producing enough stomach acid. And so what's inside of the joint, and think of every joint in the body, is two bones going, holding, connecting together, it's surrounded by a joint capsule, and there's cartilage on the edge of the bones. Now, what's interesting, the cartilage typically is avascular, which means there's no blood vessels. Um, but it's not acellular. It has living cells in it. And so these cells get their nutrients from a fluid that's inside of every joint called synovial fluid. And there's a super filtrate of blood. So if your blood isn't healthy, I got to tell you that blood can't filter into the joints. And this is where like diabetic neuropathies come from. The blood is not healthy, so it can't filter in. So you get low synovial fluid production and all the joints. If you look at all the joints in your body as hydraulic, they got to have that fluid, that cushion. It's amazing. And you already know this. I mean, if you're sitting watching a movie or driving for several hours and you instantly get out of the car or stand up, um, your joints um, are not opening and closing. They're not transferring fluid. And if they're stuck in one position for a while, they might feel stiff until you walk a few feet. 
that's because the joints are hydraulic. And if you don't have a good flow of fluid to them, then there's going to be an issue. Now, I'm going to bring up a couple of, of patients. And some of these patients are really cool. But w when you look at the structure, in the way the body is laid out, you, the spine gets its strength from the curves, not from the muscles. I know, I know this is going to freak out a bunch of physical therapists in the world. The spine gets its strength from the curves, not from the muscles. And that's why you have these joints in the back called facet joints. Now, they're set at 30 degrees in the neck, 60 degrees in the thoracic area, and 90 degrees in the lumbar. And this is laid out because every time you take a step, you need this, like, cushion, this spring. And um, if you have that, it's fantastic. The problem is, imagine um, a whiplash trauma, or you're riding your bike into a, into a tree or a parked car like I did when I was, like, nine Okay, this this will throw your body forward, and you'll miss some of the curves in the neck or low back. That is super super common, and that with sports, with with just regular life, we'll take an X-ray, and we'll see loss of curve in the neck or in the low back. Now that's important because uh, the way the neck is supposed to be, it's supposed to be balanced. The top of the neck is supposed to be over the bottom. Now, if for every one inch that heads forward, the pressure on the discs double. And so if you have, say, you know, 25 millimeters forward head carriage or about one inch, uh, you're looking at, at normally a head weighs between 12 and 15 pounds. If that baby is an inch forward, you're looking at 30 pounds of pressure on the discs. Now, it takes three to five years of pressure on those discs to have permanent structural changes. So if you're looking at, say, grade two arthritis, where we're, you're seeing changes in the disc and in the bone, minimum five to 10 years, um, based of, of damage or of force loading remodeling, huge. Now, not only do, does that peripheral neuropathy, okay, that pinched nerve, um, have to do with the blood, and the structure, but it also has to do with the adaptation. Because remember, this is all nervous system uh, related. You live your life through your nervous system. So if you've had a consistent trauma for a long time, um, you're looking at, oh, elevations in blood pressure, blood supply to the gut will be shut down. Um, there's going to be a lot of, of issues. And, and all of this stuff is going to give you a clue because... Let's say you've had a mechanical distortion. You've had a problem with the neck or low back or mid-back for more than five, six years. Guess what you're going to be misdiagnosed with? Elevations, type 2 diabetes, um, biomechanical issues, um, elevations in blood pressure, indigestion. So what are you given? You're given drugs. Why? Because we're a drug society. <clears throat> now, it's, if, if, you're, if you're thinking forced vaccination is not good, Wait till you get the force medication. They do are developing technology, and and the intention is that if you have Alzheimer's or dementia, uh, that you might forget to take your pills, even though the pills are probably one of the causative factors of the Alzheimer's and dementia. They want you to keep taking your pills no matter what. So they have a pill trackers, and these are trackers that 
that send a signal to the pharmacist to make sure that you're taking your pills. So if you're in a stress state and you're taking, say, drugs for um, arrhythmias or antibiotics or antivirals or blood pressure drugs, even psychiatric drugs, like for bipolar disorder, anti-seizure drugs, all of these things, they're known to cause peripheral neuropathy. I, I, it, it sounds crazy, but don't worry about it. They've got other drugs for peripheral neuropathy. Now, um, <laughs> it, it's something. The institution, and this was a great article. I've used this a couple of times before, but it was out of the Journal of Law and Medicine and Ethics. And this was 2013. And I just just want to read uh, the title of the article is Institutional Corruption of Pharmaceuticals and the Myth of Safe and Effective Drugs. The Myth of Safe and Effective Drugs. Yeah, you're not going to hear that on the news. Uh, quote, over the past 35 years, patients have suffered largely from a hidden epidemic of side effects from drugs that usually have few offsetting benefits. The pharmaceutical industry has corrupted the practice of medicine through its influence over what drugs are developed, how they are tested, and how medical knowledge is created. Um, <laughs> since 1906, heavy commercial influence has compromised congressional legislation to project, protect the public from unsafe drugs. My gosh, that's um, damning, isn't it? Um, well, when you look at neurons, and nerves are, are hugely important because nerves are electrical, but they're also chemical. And that's why that if you have a chemical problem, like let's say you have a blood poisoning, a nerve can only do two things. It can either be on or it can be off. And that on is called an action potential. And that's where it sends the signal down. Uh, now, when we talk about, say, multiple sclerosis, um, you know, which is supposed to be a demyelinating desert nerve condition, diabetic neuropathy, um, which means that there, there's way too much blood glucose in the system, so the, the body can't work. Uh, just know that 95% of all diabetics out there, when we're talking about neuropathy, if your friend's got diabetic neuropathy, 95% of those diabetic neuropathies are from type 2 diabetes. And type 2 diabetes is correctable within around 30, 30 to 45 to 60 days at the outside. <clears throat> you don't give a drug to lower blood sugar. You find the causative factor that's keeping that person under stress that's elevating the blood sugar. I mean, the body is under stress. So it's taking going to the liver, and it's causing that liver to break glycogen down to glucose so blood sugar will be elevated. Or if triglycerides are up, that just means the person's taking in too many calories. They can't burn them up. So if they're taking in too many calories, what you got to do is burn up the calories. Because according to the British Medical Journal, and they did the study back in 2011, <clears throat> still a good valid study, if you're taking a drug to lower blood glucose, if you lower it 9%, you have a 19% increased risk of death. Um, statin use, cholesterol drugs. So why are we talking about peripheral neuropathy? Okay, if you have um, 
a, a, a cholesterol-lowering drug, which cholesterol is elevated under a stress sign, and you take that cholesterol-lowering drug, you have a 22% increased risk of type 2 diabetes. I know it sounds crazy, doesn't it? You have a stress response, you take a drug, and you get more of a stress response. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. You could read Gabriel Cousins' book, A Cure for Diabetes, which if you have diabetic neuropathy, changing your diet, cleaning up your blood, getting rid of type 2 diabetes would be a really good idea. Uh, so one of the greatest things you could do is uh, solutions for neuropathy. Number one, get your nervous system checked. You neuropathy, nerve problem, chiropractor, nerve doctor, go to the right doctor. Okay, find out if you're taking medications, find out why the medications were prescribed. And then you've got to identify and correct the stressors. And there's only three. There's physical stress, chemical stress, and emotional stress. And if you're going, I know the emotional stress. My boss is such an asshole. Okay, well, there's ways to deal with that. It's called neurolinguistic programming. I'll show you how to reprogram your subconscious. If you have stenosis of the spine, there's a way that you can regenerate the disc and restore normal biomechanics and also put healthy nutrients in the system to clean the blood. Also, for immediate stuff, DMSO. Now, I normally don't recommend like supplements or anything like that, um, but I got to tell you, I have been just um, blown away uh, by using DMSO. Now, DMSO, it's, um, well, it's, it's a byproduct of the paper industry. Now, this is, it's been found in, um, it's an industrial solvent. It's been used since the mid-1800s. Now, the FDA approved this for treating symptoms of painful bladder syndrome. Okay, and you can inject it into the skin. You can take it IVs. You can take it orally. Um, I'm familiar with using it topically, but I was blown away of the oral, um, taking it in orally, what it does. Now, it vasodilates. Um, it, it has antioxidant. Uh, it reduces inflammation of the joint, blocks pain receptors, penetrates all tissue. Um, it reduces inflammation and swelling. Now, this is, there's so many different um, uh, properties that this has, but make sure it's pure. Now, if you just put the standard DMSO on your skin, and if you've done this in the past, it will actually drive what's ever on your skin into the skin further. So if you can utilize it healthy by putting the essential oils on the skin, if you want to drive those deeper than the DMSO on, and this can actually help a lot of joint issues. If you drink it, Make sure you get the 99.9% .9 pure. But then what, what you have to do is, is dilute it. Now, what we'll do, and again, make sure you check with your chiropractor, naturopath, homeopath, <clears throat> or if you have a, a medical doctor that's skilled in this, which is, that's, that's like finding hen's teeth. Um, you get a medical doctor or a chiropractor, homeopath, naturopath. Um, they're going to talk about dilution of it. And the key with this dilution is you need the, the pure. 
if you put it on your skin and you taste that garlic, the garlic is the impurities. So 99.9% pure DMSO. Then you've got to mix it with some distilled water, and that's going to be a 70-30 mixture, and that's, that's how you can actually purchase it. Then um, you mix that further. Now, we'll just use like one tablespoon uh, per about two and a half ounces of water, which it's bitter as all heck, but oh my gosh, you're talking clean in the blood, joint pain, anti-inflammatory, um, antioxidants. It has been an amazing effect. And I'm going to bring up a couple of books <clears throat> that actually I, I encourage you to read. Get educated on this because... Um, I mean, it's been used for rheumatoid arthritis, scars, scleroderma, everything. We don't sell it at our office, so this is totally not a paid advertisement. Uh, it's just if I find something that's good, that works, that I've done research, that it's excellent, and I'm going to give a couple of books that you can look at um, to, to, well, look them up so that you can, um, here, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, one of the best one is Forbidden Health, What Was Incurable Yesterday, Curable Today, by Andreas Ludwig Kallier. Uh, the other one is The DMSO Handbook for Doctors by Archie H. Scott. <clears throat> totally, totally, in, um, I'd recommend those books. Now, um, also we're going to look at rotator and shoulder issues. Understand that when we're talking peripheral neuropathy in the neck, and this is going to be radiating pain, what other things come from the neck? Uh, yeah, you're talking high blood pressure, asthma, bursitis, uh, other neuropathies. So if you have a neuropathy in the upper extremity, this is not um, a simple issue. You've got to get it corrected. If you've had headaches, again, that is a, a brilliant sign that there is some kind of nerve pressure or nerve pain and if 93% of all headaches are from our cervicogenic which means from that neck and if you have a neck issue if you have loss of curve of the neck forward head carriage um, by God you got to get that corrected and it, all you got to do is just have your friend stand up nice and straight look at that person and if that head is forward that forward head posture is going to be from your leaning away from the point of pain or there was some kind of trauma or you're doing some kind of adaptation. Because if you've got a normal curve, normal set to the spine, you would find that position extremely uncomfortable. Um, and, if, and even if you look at the data, uh, the Mayo Clinic, okay, a forward hunch, quote, a forward hunch posture can also cause these tendons to become pinched or impinged. They can eventually lead to a tear in the rotator cuff. More serious injury can cause significant pain, weakness, and limit your daily activities. No kidding. So you got to look at that, particularly when you're looking at rotator cuff issues, you get a 57% failure rate, and that is not, not smart. Now... <clears throat> The dangerous portion that we're going to talk about, okay, and we're going to talk about carpal tunnel. There's going to be a bunch of stuff that we've got to get through. Um, 
understand that if you are upset because the Delta variant, the Delta variant is out, guess what? Every year, the flu virus changes every year. And that's what viruses do. That if I sneeze on somebody and that person's got a weakened immune system, that virus is going to use the RNA or DNA to replicate in that person. And then they're going to try and infect somebody else. It's going to use the person's, the, the next person's RNA or DNA to infect. So viruses always mutate every time. Uh, they typically mutate less and less and less infectious. Um, at least that's how they go through human populations. At least that's how it's been the last several thousand years. Now, there is an alpha, beta, gamma, delta, zeta, eta, theta, kappa, lambda, epsilon, and uh, iota uh, versions so far, and multiple versions of those. So if you are willing to go along with the government shutting you down again, telling you to wear a mask, telling you to keep, even though we know that there was no increase in deaths in 2020, we know that statistically, okay, when you look at states and countries that have never shut down or locked down, this is not designed to, to make the population healthy or to protect the population. This is causing psychological and physical harm to our population. It's time that we end this slavery, that we take our rights back. Okay, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And you're going to learn a lot about the sovereign um, uh, sovereignty movement, where you are an actual individual person. Okay, you are a man or a woman, and you um, are endowed by certain rights by God. And we're going to get those back. No man on this planet has authority to take away your bodily integrity. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you. I love you. And I'll see you tonight. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.